0: Hi, I'm Linda Ojai.
1: And I'm Erin Espindola.
0: Welcome to the new episode of the Next Gen Business Podcast. Let's go. The Next Gen Business Podcast is produced by the Small Business Community Network. Visit them online at www.sbcncanada.org. And we've uh, got a really great topic tonight. Um, thinking about all the students going back to universities and college, um, whether there's a pandemic or not. There's always a lot of mental health issues with all ages, but I've been reading more about the, um, the students and, and their mental health challenges and issues.
1: Yeah, um, I think it's really it's a really important topic. It's one that a lot of people kind of find a little bit uncomfortable to speak about, especially if you are one of those students that are suffering. Um, but it's something that a lot of young uh, adults need to kind of uh, confront and speak out, speak on because it's it is affecting a lot of um, students, especially when they're just starting their university careers or starting starting off as students or their careers. Just all that added stress of not knowing your job or not knowing what your like program is and just getting to the hang of things it causes a lot of stress. And I think stress is one of those leading factors that kind of puts into question your mental health. So it's really it's really um, nice that we're going to be talking about this subject today for all our listeners.
0: So, I mean, you, you were a student at Conestoga College. Um, does the, I don't know, the student council or anything like that, do they, at the beginning of the year, talk about mental health at all and where you can go for help, you know, in the college, say?
1: Yeah, so at my college, I went to Conestoga College in Kitchener. I was in the main campus. So when I first started school, um, there's a big emphasis on mental health awareness and making sure that students knew where to go to if they did need help. Um I know there's like counseling services and if you pay your CSI fee, which is just the concert, um, just a fee that you have to pay in the beginning. I think it's all free, but I don't actually know if you don't if you don't pay it, I I don't know if you have to pay for that or anything, but because I paid my fee, it was only like $40 for the year. I had access to all those services and like, um, it's, they made, they, they made like slideshows and stuff like that. And they would do little events and have people handing out flyers for, for the mental health stuff, which was really nice. Oh,
0: um, I guess not, not just with students, you know, every age, um, I think, um, has a, Challenge when they admit they have a mental health issue because the stigma attached to it, which is a shame because you know, struggling in silence is not a great idea, is it? You know, it's best to seek someone out out and and talk to them.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think in my generation, um, at least kind of high school through college, it wasn't there, the stigma wasn't that bad, it's not, it wasn't that bad anymore. I don't know how it was in your generation. But for me, it, it was like a, they put a lot of emphasis on making sure to talk, uh, speak out, and all that stuff. And yeah, I don't think there is as much of a negative um, stigma to it today. Was there? Was there um, in your generation, or
0: it wasn't? It wasn't talked about in my generation. Uh, people just, you know, obviously, unless you know you know about it, you don't talk about it. So no. Um, You know, it just wasn't talked about. But then as as I've matured and and become a mom, obviously it's it's more out there. But um, some people, as I say, are very unsure whether to share with their friends or even in the workplace. But I know that you can't be or you shouldn't be penalised in the workplace today if they have mental health issues. It, It is against maybe the law, I don't know. And it would be a shame... If, if it was penalized um so recognizing uh, some mental health issues i guess you've got a little bit of information have you on on this topic
1: yeah so i was doing a quick little search to see just a little bit about mental health in our age group and all that um and i saw that like 40 percent of students in college experience a significant significant mental health issue um, and then half of mental health issues actually begin at age 14 where and, and then it increases to 75% beginning at age twenty-four. So that those are times when you just get introduced to like you're in your high school, starting off high school, and then you're you're starting university or college where you have a lot of more like a lot more work to do, more stress. And then um there one fact that I found that was a little bit like sad was the fact that um, one of the leading causes of death within our age group. Uh, is suicide and that's like um, it's a really tough subject to talk about especially when you kind of um, you can't really wrap your head around like why someone would want to do that but it's just those people I guess don't have um, or have a problem kind of speaking out which is why we want to talk about it because we want people to know that it's it's okay to have issues or to um feel a certain type of way and as friends and family and school employers you should always look out for your employees and the people around you to make sure that everyone's okay because sometimes people will suffer in silence
0: oh yeah that's absolutely lovely you've got it spot on so um yeah um the stats again out there say that the 14 year olds and upwards um without even knowing they have any mental health issues. I mean, it could be something like depression, anxiety. It could be something like undiagnosed, like bipolar or schizophrenia. If they dabble with the drugs, uh, with pot, even if it's legal, it can make the mental health issues worse. And it's difficult at that age to actually explain to someone that that isn't helping them. How would you go around uh, that topic if you saw maybe Someone you cared about, or you know, one of your your good friends, if they continued, you know, to do something that was making the mental health worse, would you be able to speak to them, or would that be a tricky, you know, subject? I mean, I'm sure it must be tricky.
1: So, in my situation, um, all my friends don't really do any drugs or anything like that, but I guess it's all about how you do them, I assume. Because there's a point where you're abusing them, where you're just using it to cope with stuff. And I think that's where the big problem is, is if you're just using it for recreational purposes and you're just doing it socially with your friends, I don't see a big problem with it. But if you're actually using it to suppress feelings or kind of get like you depend on it, then then the people around you have to kind of take note and just keep that person. Um, I guess just try to talk to them and try to be there for them. I know in my generation especially it's really hard to get like genuine connections with your friends. I feel like social media has really kind of contributed to that because a lot of people have like a lot of followers on Instagram or a lot of people on Facebook and they it's like you have the illusion of having friends and people around you but then you don't have anyone that you can actually talk to. <laughs> so making sure that you have friends and people that you can actually like open up to and talk to are extremely important as well so that they can kind of help you out through all that.
0: You are very wise, you really are. That's very insightful, Erin. And um, yeah, no, but you are so true. And I think um, obviously there's lots of mental health issues going on now with COVID. And a lot of people are turning to their friends on, on the social media sites and finding correctly, like you stated, they haven't got many friends nobody's there to listen to them and that is a shame and I think also social media tends to um isolate us a little bit more doesn't it so if you're younger and and you've grown up with it and you feel that that's the norm being isolated and not having a different routine can also make the mental health issues you know worse um yeah, I think you're completely right. If you're relying on, say, you know, pot, um, any drugs are bad, obviously, but I suppose, you know, if it's recreational, you're not doing it a lot. Um, so, again, back to the mental health issues, um, again, how to recognise if, if you need help. If you don't know yourself, it's a difficult situation to tell somebody. But I would always say to anybody listening, you know, Um, talk to your mom, talk to your dad, talk to your best friend, and if you need help, you know, seek the help. If you've been reading my post, Erin, or anything I've been posting, I was completely uh, shocked to discover earlier this year that I was suffering from depression and anxiety due to COVID. And I said to my doctor, well, I, you know, why now? I've been through such a lot. Why have I broken now? And she actually says that many, many people across Canada we're having the same feelings as me because of the isolation and the fear factor for our family. And so, yeah, she put me on some medication and I can hardly tell I'm on it. It's wonderful. It's working. Um, do you think some people are scared to go on medication for whatever reason?
1: Yeah, I think there's actually, I think with medication, I feel like there is still a stigma with being on it because at least in my perspective, it kind of makes it from like something that you can just talk to a therapist about to like something that actually wrong with you, like a chemical imbalance type of thing. And that makes it a lot more serious. Um, And then it also is about like how much like your doses and all that. Right. So I think it's a lot of people are scared of that because they kind of feel like, oh, no, I don't want to do that because I've heard stories of people going off their meds or having the wrong prescription and then, doing worse harm to themselves. So I think that like, just having an actual medication that you have to take makes it a lot more difficult for people. So I guess that's why they don't really want to do that
0: type of stuff. And and, and that's a really good point. So I, like uh, you mentioned, was very, well, I don't really need medication. I've been talking to a psychologist um but in my case i didn't have any motivation i kept crying when i i was very emotional and i said to my doctor well i don't want to be on medication for the rest of my life and obviously what this is doing it's helping me get strong again because did you know that any health issue can mean our immune system gets very run down and we can't fight even the common cold so Let's say someone like me, we are listening to our doctor, they're keeping an eye on us, and we don't want to be on the medication. Now, if I'd been diagnosed with some uh, bipolar, I mean, you've got bipolar for life, really, but you can live with it. Many famous people have it as well. So obviously, you need medication then, and obviously, you still need to you know, talk to your doctor about it, but you are right. Um, and... Many people I know are on medication now for the rest of their life, and as long as the doctor takes care of them, there's nothing to be scared of. Suicide um, is very sad, and I feel bad for the people working with, the, you know, the mental health uh, workplace because they have to, you know, try and help their clients as much as possible. When they lose one to suicide, they ask themselves the question, "Well, what more could we have done?" But, you know. I don't know whether this is true, but um, people who kind of say, well, I'm going to commit suicide, I maybe think that they are seeking help. But I think the ones who don't give any hints actually do go ahead and you know, take their own life, which is so sad, isn't it? So we've all got to work towards getting rid of that stigma and helping each other. But at college and university, I'm under the impression as well when – when an individual is highly intelligent and, you know, they are so, you know, want to do everything and they're ahead of the class and everything, you know, it seems to hit those people worse, doesn't it? You know, because they just want to keep on going, don't they?
1: Yeah, I find that it's really hard to kind of narrow down what type of personalities are the ones that are more like prone to mental health because, um... Sometimes it's the person that's laughing the most or the biggest smile or the one with a lot of energy. And they're the ones that are struggling the most. So it's really important to, like, yes, that's just part of their personality, but to make sure that they are doing okay and, like, not just being like, hey, if you need to talk to anyone, just reach out, kind of hang out with them or try to do something social, take them outside of the house or do something nice with them so that you kind of show them that you do still care about that person. Like, if it's your friend, try to hang out with them sometimes don't just like text and be like how are you doing today? You doing good? Okay. <laughs> Cuz especially especially with guys, I find that it's it's kind of a lot of guys don't talk about like their feelings at all. And one guy to another guy will just be like, "Oh yeah, I'm fine." But inside they're going to be really sad or dealing with a lot of stress or sadness and it kind of there's a big stigma behind that being like, oh, if you have feelings or you show emotion, you're less of a man. I know in my culture growing up, it was like men don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think the culture has a lot a lot to do with um, with that. And I think I was saying somewhere that men, like there's a big uh, men commit a lot of suicide, I think. Like men are proportionally, they commit more suicide than women just because they, I think they hide their emotions a bit more. So it is, it is yeah, I think getting rid of that stigma is something that's really important, especially for men.
0: That's a good message. It really is. So, some things that help me and a lot of other people, and probably we do in everyday life anyhow um, walking, exercise, going to the gym. Um, some people love to paint. They're not you know, going to be an artist, but they just love to paint for fun. Listen to music, um, eating chocolate. <laughs> I love to eat chocolate. <laughs> um, so, you know, we've got to find ways, you know, even stress. Did you know stress is a mental health issue and it can lead to worse stress if we don't deal with it? So do you ever get stressed, Aaron, apart from when you're talking to me? <laughs>
1: yeah, I get stressed stress all the time. Um, but I'm really fortunate to know myself really well. So I do understand when I'm like high strung, sometimes I'll tell people like, Hey, sorry, if I'm like being a little bit more confrontational, I'm just high strung right now. And I, I just a little bit on a, a lot of stress. It kind of usually happens during the midterms and exam seasons, as well as when I'm working a new job or position, like I get a lot of stress because of that, um, because I, I don't know, I just don't like change as much. But it's also, yeah, like you mentioned, it's really important to have hobbies and activities that you do, even if it's something simple like painting and just doing something different that gets you out of the same, like, what's it called? Um, routine to just make you happy and go on go on a walk. I, I don't like going on walks, but I've gone on walks before. <laughs>
0: Oh you, you know, you'd make a good husband. Um, for a simple reason. Seriously, but we already talked about um well I mean you're a good friend too, obviously, but we've talked about men not wanting to talk about their emotions. So women often find with the husband. And you know, I love the way you said to say to your friends, I'm, I know I'm being confrontational, but this is the reason. That's exceptional. I'm really proud of you for saying that. So let's imagine you're gonna get married and meet the woman of your dreams the worst thing a man can do is, is go quiet and the woman doesn't know why because they worry, oh, is he having an affair? Has he gone off me? You know. So, you know, if you're going to be that open with your friends, you are going to make a, well, you don't have to get married. Obviously, you could just have a partner. But, I mean, that's exceptional. You've got some really good um, g- good things going for you there. That's wonderful. So do you want to leave um, our listeners with some wisdom from the great one? Uh, <laughs> I
1: don't know if I'm the great one, but uh, I'll – Definitely just say that um, make sure to like be there for your friends, um, even if they say they're fine. If you know that they're starting a new job or if they're starting their exams or they have a big exam coming up or they're having relationship issues, just make sure to reach out to them. Make sure that they know that they can talk to you no matter what and don't judge them when they do talk to you. Just Keep that to yourself. Don't tell anyone that they're going through anything unless they actually want you to tell people, just so that they can uh, confine you and tell you other stuff as well. Um, But yeah, making sure that you you have those connections with your friends, making sure that you have hobbies. Like for myself, I didn't play soccer for three years, and that's something that I felt like I was missing. So I ended up signing up for a soccer team this summer, and it made me a lot more like I was a lot more happy doing that and I just made more connections and it like made me go outside when usually I I do go outside, but I don't play team sports. So I was getting a little bit on the heavier side. So (laughs) So making sure that you have hobbies and then um, understanding like it's okay to be stressed out and stuff and try to reach out to your friends and family if you are feeling overwhelmed as well as schools. They usually have counseling programs. In most of this, I, I, I don't think I've, I know of a school that doesn't have counseling services. So just reach out to them. There's always people, especially there's, I think there's even a helpline, like a like a toll free number that people can call if they are feeling like it's too much for them. So yeah, just reach out when you do need help is probably what I would, would say to our viewers. <laughs> is there anything that you'd want to leave the viewers with?
0: said it all I really do I do have a connection with the mental health organization my middle boy Gary actually uh, works for them and he helps um, youth um, with many many challenges and it is draining for the for the people you know who work in the organization but they have a call and it's something they want to do they want to help people so now you've said it all and you're very insightful you've got a good head on your shoulders uh, so again I'm gonna have to say Good, goodbye from me tonight.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to say goodbye as well for myself. But before that, just make sure for all of our viewers or listeners, uh, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Next End Business Podcast as well as our Instagram account. And if you want to be a guest on one of our episodes, make sure to just send us a DM on our Instagram or on our website. Um, there's a little form that you can fill out and then we can schedule it in for an interview. Um, but yeah, it's going to be goodbye from me. Thank you for watching.
0: Thanks for listening. Check us out at
1: www.nextgenbusinesspodcast.com.